हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर फोर इंट्रोड्यूसिंग वेस्टर्न सोशोलॉजी एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इंडस्ट्रियल रेवल्यूशन द फाउंडेशंस ऑफ मॉडर्न इंडस्ट्री वर लेड बाय द इंडस्ट्रियल रेवल्यूशन व्हिच बिगिन इन ब्रिटेन इन द लेट एटींथ एंड अर्ली नाइनटीन सेंचुरीज इट हैड टू मेजर एस्पेक्ट्स the first was the systematic application of science and technology to industrial production particularly the invention of new machines and the harnessing of new sources of power secondly the industrial revolution also evolved new ways of organizing labor and markets on a scale larger than anything in the past new machines like spinning jenny which greatly increased the productivity of the textile industry and new methods of obtaining power such as various versions of the steam engine facilitated the production process and gave rise to the factory system and mass manufacture of goods these goods were now produced on a gigantic scale of distant markets across the world the raw materials used in their production were also obtained from all over the world modern large scale industries thus became a worldwide phenomena these changes in the production system also resulted in major changes in social life the factories set up in urban areas were manned by workers who were uprooted from the rural areas and came to the cities in search of work low wages at the factory meant that the men women and even children had to work long hours in hazardous circumstances to eke out a living Modern industry enabled the urban to dominate over the rural cities and towns became the dominant forms of human settlements housing large and unequal populations in small densely populated urban areas the rich and powerful lived in the cities but so did the working classes who lived in slums amidst poverty and squalor modern form of governance with the state assuming control of health sanitation crime control and general development created the demand for new kinds of knowledge the social sciences and particularly sociology emerged partly as a response to this need from the outset sociological thought was concentrated with the scientific analysis of developments in industrial society this has prompted observers to argue that the sociology was the science of new industrial society empirically informed scientific discussion about the trends in social behavior only became possible with the advent of modern industrial society the scientific information generated by the state 
to monitor and maintain the health of its social body became the basis for the reflection on society. Sociological theory was the result of this self-reflection. Karl Marx was from Germany but spent most of his intellectually productive years in exile in Britain. His radical political views led him to be exiled from Germany, France and Austria. Though the Marx had studied philosophy, he was not a philosopher. He was a social thinker who advocated an end to oppression and exploitation. He believed that the scientific socialism would achieve this goal. To that end, he engaged in a critical analysis of the capitalist society to expose its weaknesses and bring about its downfall. Marx argued that the human society had progressed through different stages. These were primitive communalism, slavery, federalism and capitalism. Capitalism was the latest phase of human advancement, but Marx believed that it would give way to socialism. Capitalist society was marked by an ever-intensifying process of alienation operating at several levels. First, modern capitalist society is one where humans are more alienated from nature than ever before. Second, human beings are alienated from each other as capitalism individualizes previously collective forms of social organization. And as relationships get more and more market mediated. Third, the large mass of working people is alienated from the fruits of its labor because workers do not own the products they produce. Moreover, workers have no control over the work process itself, unlike in the days when skilled craftsmen controlled their own labor. Today, the content of the factory workers' working day is decided by the management. Finally, as the combined result of all these alienations, human beings are also alienated from themselves and struggle to make their lives meaningful in a system where they are both more free but also more alienated and less in control of their lives than before. However, even though it was an exploitative and oppressive system, Marx believed that the capitalism was nevertheless unnecessary and progressive stage of human history because it created the preconditions for an egalitarian future free from both exploitation and poverty. Capitalist society would be transformed by its victims, that is the working class, who would unite to collectively bring about a revolution 
to overthrow it and establish a free and equal socialist society. In order to understand the working of capitalism, Marx undertook an elaborate study of its political, social and especially its economic aspects. Marx's conception of the economy was based on the notion of a mode of production which stood for a broad system of production associated with an epoch or historical period. Primitive communalism, slavery, feudalism and capitalism were all modes of production. At this general level, the mode of production defines an entire way of life characteristic of an era. At a more specific level, we can think of the mode of production as being something like a building in the sense that it consists of a foundation or base and a superstructure or something erected on top of the base. The base or economic base is primarily economic and includes the productive forces and production relations. Productive forces refers to all the means or factors of production such as land, labor, technology, sources of energy such as electricity, coal, petroleum and so on. Production relations refers to all economic relationships and forms of labor organization which were involved in production. Production relations are also property relations or relationships based on the ownership or control of the means of production. For example, in the mode of production called primitive communalism, the productive forces consisted mostly of nature, forest, land, animal and so on, along with very rudimentary forms of technology like simple stone tools and hunting weapons. Production relations were based on community property since individual private property did not yet exist and included tribal forms of hunting or gathering which were the prevalent forms of labor organization. The economic base thus consisted of productive forces and relations of production. On this base rested all the social, cultural and political institutions of society. Thus, institutions like religion, art, law, literature or different forms of beliefs and ideas were all part of the superstructure which as built on top of the base. Marx argued that the people's ideas and beliefs originated from the economic system of which they were part. How human beings earned their livelihood determined how they thought. Material life shapes ideas, ideas did not shape material life. This argument went against the dominant wars of thinking in Marx's times. 
when it was common to argue that the human beings were free to think whatever they wanted and the ideas shaped the world. Marx placed greater emphasis on the economic structures and processes because he believed that they formed the foundations of every social system throughout human history. If we understand how the economy works and how it has been changing in the past, he argued we can learn how to change society in the future. But how can such change be brought about? Marx answer through class struggle, which we will discuss in our next session. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.